Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning imbibist. I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And... I'm Matt Knotts. I was I had something clever, but it went away. So it, that's what we're gonna get. It, it didn't sound like you did. Yeah, no, no. I, I was thinking about it all day. See, I was sitting here and I was like, I'm very excited about this. It, it's it's National IPA Day. We've got a guest that I couldn't be more excited to have. I'm gonna come out of the gate on fire. Well, yeah, you're you're on fire and you're clipping like nobody's <laughs> business. And I appreciate that. <laughs> See, I was just going to grin and bear it, but no, I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't abide by clipping, not from this guy. I mean, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> there he is. It's our guest. He's a accomplished podcaster, uh, a podcast professional, food about town, uh, in good spirits, uh, the man with the golden palette and the golden voice to match. It's Chris Lindstrom. Good evening. Hello, everybody. So, yeah, this is uh, I'm excited that it's National IPA Day, which I had no idea that we were coordinating this, but I'm really happy that we did because we've got a lineup of three IPAs from, man, the place that kind of got me into craft beer, unbeknownst to me, um, which is kind of an interesting little story. I would love to hear it. So tonight, yeah, we're getting into the Vermonsters. Should we try to sync this up by our, our microphones for ASMR style? One, two, three. Can opening noise. Ooh, nice. So we're going to start with uh, Frost Frost Beer Works. It's the Lush Double IPA from Heinsberg, Vermont. Tonight is a night of Vermonsters. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because it's it's kind of the debatable. Some people debate this that that it's a style in of itself. I believe it's a style in of itself, and I think it's the proto New England IPA. You know, I think it falls within that category now, but I think it's so identifiable in of itself that it deserves its own recognition as a style. Oh, I, I agree with that completely. Um, yeah, it was kind of, it, you're right. It's, it's the proto New England IPA. It's, it's, it's the, you know, stooges to, to the sex pistols of, of the New England IPA, right? It's kind of the, see, I thought for a second, you were going to talk about Curly, Larry and Mo. I could have, 
<laughs> I know that a lot more than you know English uh, than English punk, but <laughs> right. So it's the the curly Larry and Mo to the current uh, Trump administration. Do you want to go with that one? Does that work? Oh, oh, oh! I got one of those. Hang on one sec. Ready? Wait, wait for it. Oh, look at that! Very morning radio of you. You have no idea what I what powers I have. <laughs> So we're starting with this one from Frost. I actually haven't had this one before, but the first sip is very indicative of the, what I would call the Vermont double IPA style, which was kind of defined by the beer. I think we're going to finish out with today, the heady topper from the alchemist. Absolutely. Which Uh, I am, I'm actually drinking out of their, uh, one of the vintage, uh, what I think they called their beer sommelier glasses. Oh, that's fancy. Which That's very nice. Glass, but yeah, we we may have texted each other before the show. Ooh, look at that! This, this is glasses. this is my tired hands teku glass. All right, Matt and Chris. Well, I'll just uh, you know, I guess I guess we've got a new host on the show now, and you guys are best friends. <laughs> oh. I'll just be over here with my my fucking brandy snifter. <laughs> Just scratch my butt. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. You know what's nice? The 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 top of this glass, it just concentrates the aroma so nicely that Mm, it is true. And but the aromas we're concentrating, I think this is gonna cross over over the three that we have tonight. I think this may be the fruitiest of the three, but the style. I mean, let's talk about Vermont style IPA. Sure. It's kind of I mean the style was defined by the double, you know, this right. was a big push towards the double IPAs with huge hot bills. Right. The absolute monsters. Um, yeah. They, they overhopped the, the bejesus out of them. They figured out different times to put them in um, where it would be just a, a boil for bitterness and then a, a boil for aroma at the end. They realized that you could kind of whirlpool right before you put it in the fermenter and got a lot of the the extra aroma out of it as it cooled. And that's kind of what gave way to this, right? It's kind of the that and the, the really just mutated yeast that they use. I think that's another big piece of it is that Vermont yeast. Well, I think that's... And to be fair, I think that's defined more by Hetty Topper than it is the necessarily the other breweries. Yeah, because that that was kind of the that's the legend, you know, the legend of the Hetty Topper. Oh yeah, how much of a chased beer that was. Um, but what I can't say about this one is this is super fruity, and I'd say this is densely hopped. Still has some Definitely. real nice, rich, deep, dark hop flavor. You know, some of that, some of that dankness. That's kind of the definition of the Vermont style. But also a lot of you know bright tropical fruits too. Yeah, absolutely. This is very nice. First time I've had it. Also, yeah, yeah me too. Not not coying in any way. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's what you hope for in that that Vermont or or New England genre you know it's very super soft mouthfeel i hate that word mouthfeel it really grosses me out when i say it oh speaking of can i can i pivot over for a second i'm gonna pivot over i don't care i'm that i'm derailing this yeah. already um so when i dropped these off to matt who 
by the way, lives a half mile away from me. Like, I could crawl over to his house <laughs> uh, from where I am. And I drop it that off. That might be foreshadowing. <laughs> I drop it off, and the gentleman was nice enough to give me one of the smoothest hoppy beers I have had in a damn long time. Oh, did you like that? I did. It was very generous of you, by the way. I, I greatly appreciate being able to taste the second edition of the uh, of the Dream Ale, which both of you talked about on the one of the prior editions of the show. I had a, a leftover Dream Ale hanging out in the basement, and since Chris was nice enough to, you know, flout allegedly flout any travel restrictions there may have been to get a hold of these beers for us. <laughs> allegedly. The signs didn't tell me to turn away. They said if I was going overnight not to, you know, the quarantine. I was going for half an hour. Right. So it was so, fine. The signs but didn't be, tell me not to. Being that you risk life and limb to Smokey and the Bandit this stuff home. <laughs> I, I wanted the freshest, too, because although we do get some of this stuff here, being able to get it as fresh as possible, I think does make a difference. I don't know about you, McCann. I know when you get the freshest hoppy stuff, I, I think it tastes better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I fully agree with that. I mean, I've talked previously about the difference between, you know, a six pack of big ditch uh, hay burner that's got, you know, three weeks on it versus three days. Uh, you know, it's just a world of difference. Um and, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, something about it just falls off. Um, like the character of every aspect of the beer changes as far as I'm concerned. It's not just a, a, a taste thing. Like the, the, the body thins out, you know, uh, just all sorts of changes to it when you let it go too long. It's the kind of thing I'd almost, I'd want to do a vertical on just as, you yeah. know, as a scientist, you know, a scientific perspective to try and actually taste the difference. But also if I get a four pack of like Teddy Topper, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. The closest I've ever really come is I end up, uh, we've talked about a couple other times with, with other half. Mm. Um, when you buy a four pack from other half, it, it almost makes sense to drink that first one when you get it home to see what it is when it's in the can and then wait a week, wait a week, and wait a week, you know, almost over the course of the month, drink that and see how it changes. Because, yeah, to, to McKenna's point, like it, it evolves. And I feel like after a week or two, that's really when it's it's at its best. You know, I feel like some breweries like to can a little greener and then you get a lot of that, you know, the the, the hop burn that some people really like. Um, yeah, like this has this has a back a background of that. Yeah. Like I'm getting it at the like top rear of my palate where you get a little bit of that burn, but it's it's almost in it's in balance with the you know sweet uh, sweet tropical and the dank. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about the dank a lot tonight because <laughs> <laughs> wait until round three. That's all we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, dank and malty. If you if you want to wage your bets now, it, you know have a shot every time we use those two words in about forty minutes. And yeah, exactly. Good night to you. But yeah, I, I really enjoy this. You're right. The the fruitiness, it, it it really does just taste like a tropical punch with just a little bit of the hop burn at the end. Yeah. You know, it's it when you were kids, did you drink five alive? <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> I, I think we, we we were a concentrated frozen orange juice house. Yeah. That was that was our drink of choice. If we had breakfast without concentrated frozen orange juice, it wasn't really breakfast. Yeah. I I, I was actually shocked to see they still make concentrated juices like i i, yeah. I just haven't had them in so long and i've never looked for them but i was at wegman's the other day and wouldn't you know it they're still there my dad still drinks the damn stuff every morning um he he won't drink breakfast he won't have breakfast without orange juice mm-hmm. he'll drink the other stuff but he he will continually drink the concentrated frozen orange juice i remember the procedure to making it very well because my summers were Working outside in the greenhouse all day in 110 degrees. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you slurp the shit out. And, and what, three of those cans? It's three cans. Yeah. yeah. And I used a potato masher to mash it oh. together and then stirred it. Like Very a fancy. Stick. You know, I, I would make sure a little bit broke off so then I could have a tasty frozen treat. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> See, then you're just watering down your dad's orange juice. He'd never let you live that down. Yeah. God no. So there's defined rules to breakfast, and that is one of them. <laughs> Especially from what you're saying, I wouldn't get in between your dad and his concentrated orange juice. No. Not not for all, for love or money. No, there, there's rules to eating according to him. I don't believe in any of them, but there are rules. <laughs> but you'd sooner get between a grizzly and her cub oh, than no. to, to break any of them. <laughs> I, I've said I've said it before on on my show and other places, but. He has an amazing palate, but terrible taste. Like, <laughs> he can taste almost anything in the smallest concentrations, but his likes are just not that good. <laughs> I relate to that so hard. I relate to that so hard. <laughs> <laughs> being, being the resident cream ale defender. <laughs> Although Some I do would say apologist. Oh, yeah. I do have to say, for somebody, I never drank macro beer when I was younger. Um, I think my first, one of my first craft beers was Hetty Topper, but I started drinking at 30. Really? So I never, um, yeah, I never, I never had a macro beer phase because I was already a snob and a food nerd when I started drinking. <laughs> You know, congratulations, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I always I was already primed to want to hunt things out and you know find the best of everything, and right. beer was happy to reciprocate and make me travel all around and wait in lines to get, at the time, the best of everything. So. How do you feel about that beer line culture? I know it's kind of tailing off a bit, not just because of COVID, but for the fact that you can go to AJ's and buy or whatever your local beer store is and buy pretty much anything that you'd wait in line for, just like buying, you know, a six pack of Bud. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about about beer lines? And do you think kind of losing that culture? What, what, what do you think the impact of that is? You know what? I'm I think I had I had my face. You know, I, I definitely went through the beer line phase. Um, most of my most of my lines were in Vermont, so early on, before you know, before you could get Heady Topper at the new brewery, 
I waited in line at Beverage Warehouse in Winooski, Vermont. Oh, man. To get my one or two four packs. And I, you know, if you could, you went to, to Fiddlehead, which will be we'll be tasting something from there in a little bit. Um, or you'd wait in line at any number of places. And I waited in line at a few of those um, for a while. Not quite to, you know, like uh, like barbecue in Austin, Texas level lines, but two, three hours. Yeah. Uh, they, they were long. Um, I am past it. I do not. I don't wait in lines anymore. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't feel the need. And it, to, to be honest, my my intense beer phase has gone down for a while. I was, you know, I was neck and neck following and going to every new opening the same weekend it opened. Um, you know, I could talk, you know, verbatim with with Will Cleveland as things were popping up, but I, I just haven't followed it quite as closely because it's exploded to such a crazy degree around here. Well, that's the thing. Unless you're Will, where that's kind of, you know, 75% of your job, it's almost impossible to try to keep up with all of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I, I had a, a line phase too, where I would wait, not, not to that extent. I mean, I never really left the area, but when they'd have the can drops, like when other half came down from Brooklyn or whatever, back, back when they were kind of in their, their fact finding stage before finger lakes opened and they did mm-hmm. the drops at like thin man or tap and mallet, I would go, um, and those things, I don't know if you ever went, but those things were like full on parties. Yeah, it was too much for me. I don't like, um, I don't like fun. <laughs> yeah, fun sucks. Yeah, fun. Fun's not my. It's not my jam. Um, I, I, I love. Yeah, I love. I mean, comedy. they got that music video, and it looks like it's the Civil War. Oh yes. <laughs> I apologize. Boo. Um, no, it's just I don't. By and large, I love I love conversations. I love joking around. I don't like things that are like defined fun at all. Yeah. Um, and the line was a means to an end for me. If I can have a good conversation, all the better. Um, I, I didn't wait in any of those. Uh, I did the treehouse line earlier on. I did a treehouse line. I did. This is when the New England IPAs first started popping. I did the treehouse and I did uh, Trillium when there were Trillium lines. So, but I, that's, about, that's about where I caught off was when you know treehouse lines were the thing. Yeah, yeah, I did that a couple times. That was going on. Was that Monson? Yeah, in the old, the old location. Yeah, the old shack that you'd go to. Yeah, I never, I've never been to the new one. I went to the old yeah. shack location, and then I did the weird, um, the weird seaport. I think it's seaport uh, trillium. Yep, tiny location. So yeah, I went and did Canton on a headroom drop and that was crazy. Like that was, it was too much, but the, the culture was completely different than what I saw here with like the, 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 the thin man and, and other half and tap and mallet. I mean, I, I've never seen bottle shares happen on that level. Oh, that's cool. I like that line. Well. It was cool. like when I went to the the Thin Man one, the first one they had, it was just about Christmas time. It was the first time I'd ever seen a bottle of Cantillon in person. And they were passing it around like it was a bottle of Mad Dog. Beautiful. Just just guys taking slugs of this this Cantillon cherry goose. Like, 
Like it was nothing. Like, oh, okay. Well, I do have to say, I mean, when I've had a lot of that kind of stuff, I, I haven't hunted it out, but it's through the grace of others that I've mm-hmm. been able to that I was able to taste some of that stuff when I was hunting a little bit more. And it's I think that's one of the great things about, you know, beer culture, uh, you know, I'd say the proper side of, you know, spirits culture as well is the sharing is the, hey, I've got this. Let, let's enjoy it with some. Yeah. What was that <laughs> head shake? <laughs> Not sharing. What was that shit you dropped on your desk? <laughs> <laughs> it just so happens I have a 30 pound weight on my desk. And it just happened to fall. There's no way to talk about your kid. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Can I I make my joke? Because that that was also a good one. I was going to say, you were able to pick up a 30-pound weight and put it on your desk? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, if if you could see what, yeah. I'm basically recording from a closet right now. There's just stuff everywhere, so. We're, we're in the midst, of, before we started recording, it's kind of, we're in the midst of, of converting this into a studio slash graphic design thing slash schoolhouse in a very small room. So there's yeah. just a lot going on. That so, rocks. Yeah. So 2020, man. Yeah. McKenna's got that. He gave me the head shake. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a chip off the block. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> uh, we try. So, like, what is it about the the double IPA? Because we we loaded up on double IPAs tonight, right? Yeah. So, like, what is it about that particular style that that draws you to it? I think for me, what grabbed me the most about it, especially then and even now, is the balance. So, you know, lower ABV. I enjoy lower ABV stuff, but. I think what drew me to this whole style was that balance that cause you get that body and it's the body's not just from the alcohol, but the alcohol makes a big dent in how rich something is. Um, you, you really get that thickness and richness in the, in the palate, but I think it balances the hops out differently than a lower ABV does. Um, and I know it's also the technical style of when it's placed in, but there's something about, that magical 8% number that just rounds everything out that I really love. I'm a big fan of it too. Cause I mean, <laughs> I've talked at length on this show about, you know, liking to have, you know, two or three beers in a given night and just being done. Um, I, I did have a, uh, uh, another half mosaic dream with dinner tonight. Um, so I'm already feeling pretty, pretty good um i I loaded up with i loaded up with mediterranean food um which by the way my current obsession here in town i'm going to every place that serves a falafel pita and i am ranking them um because how are you making out so far uh things are coming out pretty good um you know i i have a number one right now i assume it's gonna stay at number one yeah, um, that's uh, Cedar Mediterranean over on uh, over on Monroe, right near the 490, uh, 490. The old, the old Hollywood video. Yep, right there. Yep. Yep. Um, that's my that's my current reigning champion. I believe it will remain. Uh, but I've gone through. I'm I'm at like eight or nine different spots so far. So <laughs> I'm like nice. I said, I'm an obsessive weirdo, and I need to find you know proper rankings of everything. 
Well, no. It, I mean, falafel especially. It's hard to find a good one, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I think this, I think your appointment kind of is good that this, even if you just have one of an 8% 16-ounce can, you can stop there and feel like you've had something. Yeah, I mean, you're still a fucking coward, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, we, different goals, different <laughs> point well taken. <laughs> I, I had to prep myself to have three tonight. So <laughs> it's yeah, it, it, you drop these off the other day, you're like, yeah, those are three eight percent beers, so it's gonna be a fun night. And I went Yep. I uh a fun night and a already long- dropped the price. <laughs> already dropped the Prilos segment. Yes, yes, I did. That's not even a joke. That's that's a shoot. Like <laughs> at, at eight o'clock, I was like, hmm, I should probably take my Prilos sack. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did warm the wife. I had one yesterday. I had that the that dream ale yesterday, and I snored. I my snoring's gone down since I since I dropped some pounds. And I went vegan, but if I have if I have beer, it just goes right back to where it used to be. And I told her like, hey. There's gonna be snoring tonight. You're you're not getting away from this mm-hmm. unless you leave the room and go upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that that's also gonna probably be the case for me. But I mean, the other side of that is uh, one of the last uh, episodes we recorded. Um, I forget which one it was. It was one where we did three. Uh, my, my wife said, "Like, what's the matter with you? You're so happy." <laughs> <laughs> That's a kindred spirit right there. I don't like fun. You look happy. What's wrong with you? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah. It even came up like the next day. She's like, I have never, I haven't seen you that happy in so long. Like, well, what was you going to do? Was that the episode that we called the boys learn a valuable lesson about ABV? No, that was, that, that might've been the macro one that we haven't dropped. Uh, no, oh, okay. no, it wasn't. I, I honestly, I can't even remember which one it was. <laughs> That's fine. It might have been the fleet night. Oh, okay. That was a very nice night. I was yeah. very happy about that one, too. All right. So, boys, did we finish our lushes? What's our yeah, I think, thought? I mean, the, I think it was dynamite, personally. I Yeah, yeah no, that was fantastic. That was a, a first time. It definitely won't be the last. That was very, very good. Oh, it's. I, I think that's edging more towards the New England versus the straight for yes. us, but... We're going to get more and more classic as we go along, but I was going to say, I, I think the flow is nice because I've had the, the next one before and it, it's definitely a good intermediary between the, this one and, and the OG. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it out. I'm pulling it out of the cooler, which I was shamed into bringing a cooler <laughs> out next to my podcast studio because everybody else just has it right next to their desk. So there's some ice this in now- there. This is now what episode nine, and we've learned our lesson. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it did take me like what we started in February. It took me until uh, mid July to figure out. Oh yeah, I've got this cooler bag. I can just put that in the room. Like, <laughs> no. oh, and uh, by the way, just just for everybody's sake, yes, I transported all of these cold. They were in a icy cooler the entire time after I picked them up. Um, some, I think, were slightly fresher than others. Uh, 
I know the heady toppings were dropped off that day, so I would assume they're less than two weeks old at this point. From Britain. That, that yeah, that that's great. I, I'm not. Sh- I, I've had heady uh, twice before this, but I could not tell you how old they were when I actually had them. So yeah, these uh, these should be pretty pretty tight. They were dropped off the same day I bought them. So wow. You're, it's not going to get much better. This one looks like it's a uh, little over a month old. Yeah. The second, so this is the second one we have is the second fiddle from Fiddlehead Brewing in. Uh, I want to sh- say it's a uh, Shelburne, Vermont, which is just south of Burlington. So if you're driving up towards Burlington, um, you know from the south, you'll pass right by Fiddlehead uh, on the beautiful views of Lake Champlain. Gotcha. Well, I need to open my bag, which has a very loud Velcro strip. So g- give me one sec here. So oh, that hang Matt on, can... hang on, hang on. I got something for you. Let me know. Count to three, and then I'll I'll do, I'll do something. One, two, two and a half, two and three quarters, uh, two and seven, okay, three. That. No payoff. <laughs> How big is the goddamn Velcro on that thing? You know this fucking bag, Matt. It's, it's my Harry Potter bag. It's your it's your beer bag of requirement. No matter when you open it, you get the beer that you need at the time. It is my three broomsticks from Hogsmeade bag that my sister got for my birthday like two years ago. I do have to say, I got so sick on the one ride in that in that stupid land, uh, the one where you where you ride on the articulating arm where it's riding on a track. I got yep. so sick on that. Although not as sick as I got on the stupid Dr. Seuss ride where you ride in a cart and it jams you back and forth. Oh, that oh, I hate that ride. See, when when we went, um, we, we did ride the the crazy Harry Potter ride, which I thought was awesome, except for all the giant spiders. Um, we we didn't. My wife and I didn't end up riding the Doctor Seuss stuff. Like, uh, no, our nieces weren't even there. So, yeah, no, we 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 ended up uh, giving that that land a pass. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, Universal is fun. Yeah, if I if I go to a theme park, I'm a I'm a completionist, and this is, I mean, shock based on what I've said already. Wait, Chris, you're a completionist? No, I, I just finished catching up on the entire run of Judge John Hodgman, which is 600 and some odd episodes deep. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> I just started Jordan Jesse Go, which is also 700 episodes deep. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's been running forever. Yeah, so I, I'm 50 episodes into that, and that's along with all of my daily podcast listening. You so, know, I didn't realize that Jordan Morris was the same Jordan Morris that is also on uh, the Good Mythical Morning Show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Yeah, he's Randy Rainbow on there, and you know, occasionally himself. I, um, actually, I don't watch that show. I watch the Kitchen one with the. With the with, hyper five year old, yeah. He's not exactly my style, but I also enjoy yeah. a lot of his videos. Yeah, he does some uh, interesting stuff. He was actually the first person, uh, like the first time I ever heard of. Oh shit! I'm gonna. I'm, I'm doing two things at once, so I'm not going to be able to articulate very well. 
I really hope you pour it all over yourself while you're talking. Uh, no, actually, this one is slightly less than a full pint. Uh, so I'm actually, I'm good. I've got some room. Ooh, look at you. Look at the head on that, too. Wow. That is very professional. Man. I'm a good, good pourer boy. You are a good, good pourer boy. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, his show was actually the, the first place I'd ever heard of uh, uh, Cacio e Pepe. Ah, beautiful. So we have I, a fine place in Manchester that serves a cacio e pepe. Yeah. But uh, in, in the video I was watching, he was making it with uh, instant ramen noodles. Um, of course. I, I ended up making it with, you know, actual pasta, uh, but it was delightful. That's, that's oh, Dave Chang style right there. It's such a great, simple dish, too. Um, uh, in Rochester, if you go to Fiorella, that's they serve a dynamite version of that. Really? Yep. Uh, fan- fantastic. They make their own pasta too. It's a it's a great version. I have to go. I keep hearing that. I just haven't been yet. I give it my highest recommendation. Then I'm going. You heard it here first. Yeah. So this is a huge transition from the last one. Like we say, these all live in the same land. This is like almost diametrically opposed to the last one, uh, to the froth flush we just had. See, when I think Vermont, this is what I think of. Absolutely. See, I just think of Bernie Sanders. By the way, that was what I was going to say. Uh, At the beginning, when I was going to introduce myself, I was going to say, I am Matt Knotts, and I am once again asking you to enjoy a beer with us. I thought you were going to call yourself the Bernie Sanders of the Rochester beer scene. Which would have been a bit presumptuous, but that that is very presumptuous. <laughs> I, I don't know who I would even say that would be. You came all the way here on public transport. <laughs> I've, I've never attempted a Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that, that was the, the first. You don't say. I, I thought he was zoom bombing us right now. Man, I thought Larry David was on here doing impersonation. Right? Holy shit! It sounded like the real people. <laughs> Larry David's, Larry David's Bernie Sanders impression. Are you in the room with us now? <laughs> oh, man. So I was going to say, back when we were talking about John Hodgman about four beers ago, um, he's got a cartoon out now. Yep. Dicktown. Dicktown. We, we can say it on our podcast. Yes, we can. Yeah. He chooses not to say it on his. Have you guys watched Dicktown yet? I watched mm-hmm. the first three episodes uh, before I left for vacation. Um, it's really, really weird. Yes. Holy shit! I, I, I love it so much. Oh, I yeah. watched like back to back. I I binged whatever episodes were out there for me. Um, because also it's David Rees as his sidekick, and I don't know if you ever saw his show. It might be on YouTube somewhere, but it's like a step by step instructional show on very simple things. Because he wrote that book like How to Sharpen a Pencil. Um. So it's very in-depth instructional stuff about like how to make a paper airplane. So it's a half hour where he goes through the entire like step-by-step process of how to make the best paper airplane. It's it's hysterical. It's really good. But yeah, the two of those guys together are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love the premise of that show so much. Like uh, a, a grown-up teen detective that that still. <laughs> Does detective work for teens? <laughs> yeah, I just I, I do enjoy very very old Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah, it's, who, who yeah. lives on a houseboat? <laughs> of course he does. 
and their their little LSD trip at the end of the first episode was delightful. It was oh, really good. so good. I, I have to say, it was very, it's very enjoyable. And I was trying to watch. I think I was watching it on Hulu, and every other thing that it was interspersed with in that show was god awful. See, I didn't really catch any of it because i was just watching it on demand so it had it broken out just in the oh it was just broken into the good bits of the dick town so that's that's what i went on hulu it's the whole show and it's like the sec the segments are split up and interspersed through the whole thing and i love i loved adult swim more when i was younger but i i mean adult swim conceptually still appeals to me generally you know the weirdness, the oh yeah, the craziness, and some of these were just unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I I recorded it and fast forwarded through almost everything but Dicktown. But um, starting, <laughs> yeah, the uh, I think it was the second episode. There was a a segment with like a a troll in therapy. It was like a live action segment. Great, <laughs> that was actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that looked like it was like a Brad Neely thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure who it was, but the the one that I watched, uh, this troll had uh, adopted a puppy and uh, was talking about how it was helping him in in therapy, and then he got a call that the puppy had died, and it was all about his stress in general. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, That's super so super funny sounding, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the misery of pet death. What a comedic life. Ooh, boy, that, that scab is healed over. So Fiddlehead, second fiddle. Um. Wow. Cold is blue ice over there. Uh, it's fine. We have a new puppy coming next weekend. It's all good. We've yeah, forgotten I mean, the pain, about the, the others. will be gone as soon as the new one shows up. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it, it's a tiny black shih tzu. His name is Wallace. We named him after Wallace Wells from uh, Scott Pilgrim. It's going to be great. Okay. So uh, so let, let's stop for a second. Um, sure. That movie's not very good. I'm not sure why people love it. You what? Well, I, Chris, I it's been like nice it. having you on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the heady topper, and you have a great night now. <laughs> Matt, Matt and I will continue. All right. So, so to be fair, I watched it once. I, I will give it another shot, but I watched it, and I thought it was a bit whiny, and I didn't enjoy any of the characters. So, I, I think when you go back and watch it, realize that Scott Pilgrim is a giant piece of shit. Yeah, Scott oh, like, Pilgrim's just, a bad guy. Yeah. That yeah. he's absolutely yeah he's the worst. Um, I think I just enjoy it for a few different reasons. Number one, I was a huge fan of the the comic, and it's it's as close to shot for shot of the comic as you're going to get. Um, was that when Edgar you Watchmen the movie by Zack Snyder too? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I actually enjoyed that more than the comic. <laughs> actually, I did words. enjoy Watchmen the movie. I, I'm not going to lie; I actually do enjoy that. Oh boy. No, I, I do too. I wasn't joking just now. Yeah. For me, the ending of that movie makes way more sense than the comic. Yeah. Uh, so. Giant squids. I mean, come on. Yeah, a, a giant squid or the godlike character that you've had the entire fucking story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So throw a giant squid in there. I mean, giant squids are cool. To be fair, but I mean, to be fair. Yeah. To be to, fair. 
To plug a, a, another podcast that I am on, the Anomaly Presents episode about The Losers featuring Jackie McGriff, we do talk about the DC movies and uh, The Watchmen in particular. Um, and, and it was a good episode. Plug, 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 plug. I can't do it. I, the Watchmen, I can't. I Again, I like the source material a lot. Everything after the Jackie Earl Haley Rorschach, you're in prison with me, terrible fight scene. It's diminishing returns from there. The I mean, intro is great. Like the, the, yeah, the opening, opening titles are great. Yeah. yeah. But, um, for me, it, it, it's the problem with that movie is it's slavishly uh, dedicated to the source material uh, other than that ending. Um, right. And the fact of the matter is, at least as far as I'm concerned, is the, the source material is profoundly overrated. Oh, yeah. I would say so. So, yeah. No, I think you're right. So the, it, the it's Watchmen, not, it's not bad. It's just not yeah. as good as everyone says that it is. Yeah, I keep saying the Watchmen, and I keep hearing Joy Justo's voice in my head. It's not the Watchmen. It's Watchmen. Look at the front of the CD. There's no the there. Um, now, speaking of, I mean, let's. I mean, my preferred, you know, 1980s, mid 1980s comic book with weird presidential references is obviously the dark knight returns i was just going to say yeah so for me i think that 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 is almost I, and i would say for the time it's excellent i think for the time it, it, it's great my problem is that anyone that's trying to do anything with batman just keeps trying to go back and treat that as the only source material that there is available is just frank miller batman and it's no fault of the source material. It's just that I feel like they've they've kind of run that well dry. Yeah. No, I did. I I've watched the comic movie, the comic uh, you know, animated movie of that a number of times. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, but the I think that one was really good. I just watched Year One. I we, I could talk about Batman animated movies all day because I love those damn things. They're so good. But you know what? You know, I'm going to bring this podcast back on track. Hold on. I need to hit the desk. See, I'm bringing I tried this podcast to get, back on track. I, I tried that's to do that. Fun. And then, then we talked about a fucking dog dying. And so, How does this keep happening, Chris? How does this keep happening? We do podcasts. Every time we talk, <laughs> we, have to, we have to go back into an upbeat tune after a goddamn... <laughs> Death dedication. Goddamn death dedication. It's fucking ponderous. Ponderous, man. Fucking ponderous. Every time we're on a podcast, dogs are dying left and right. We can't help it. But we're going to talk about second fiddle now. Don, do you have those pictures I was looking for? (laughs) So, second fiddle, we're talking about Vermont-style double IPAs. And second fiddle, this smells like an IPA. It smells a a wee bit of, you know, of pee in the in the nose, and it's bitey with the with the sharpness of the hop burn. It's not quite yeah. super thick, but it's this is so much Vermont IPA. It's so hoppy, but yeah, I, I, I would like to try this one fresher because uh, I'm getting a little something on the back end that's a little uh, a little funky. Mm. Um, I, I I liked the lush uh, a bit better. I agree. Um, 
Yeah. I think this is, I mean, categorically, this is a Vermont IPA, though, because it's got that. Oh, God. Here it goes. We're going to start it. Ready? It's got the dankness. Like, it's got that. This is where you start to see the evolution from that West Coast IPA that, you know, people drank on a dare. Um, (laughs) If you think about it, and and Chris, this might predate your your drinking time. Yeah. But um, when... You know, in in my twenties, when you were out drinking and somebody ordered an IPA, it tasted like you know, uh, pine soap bong water is basically what you'd get if you ordered an IPA. Now, to be fair, there is still a place, and I think there are plenty of what we now consider West Coast IPAs with the citrusy pineiness. Um. I think they still have plenty of value, and they're still delightful in their own right, but it's not my favorite style either. No, I, I agree completely. And I think um, it's not 100% a a West Coast, but if you look at like a Two-Hearted, that kind of heads in that direction where it's got the perfect balance between your your piney, resinous hops and your, your malt, and it's kind of almost like a, a, a supercharged brown ale. Um, yeah, for me, it doesn't get much more straight down the middle than a two-hearted or if you even go to a a stone ipa i mean i feel like that's probably your your classic i mean stone and sierra nevada right i mean those are kind of the you know stone was that bigger craft but sierra nevada was like the intro west coast ipa and then stone was for a while stone was kind of the you know the big boys other than uh like oh I did a Russian river once too. I went to Russian oh, river. Did you really? Yeah. I did the entire flight, the big flight they do there, which is like 20 beers deep, which. Oh my God. <laughs> that was crazy. So, you, so you've had the plenty. You've, you've been to the promised land. No, they didn't. It didn't. No, it wasn't the, okay. the super, super rare one. This was the, the Pliny, the elder that they the had elder. at the time. Well, yeah. still delightful, but it, it was like it, those are kind of the definition of you know the chasey west coast ipas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now you probably know but you can get it on the east coast um there's one spot you can get it and it's in philly yeah there's um, a weird thing with that right I, I i had read that but i don't remember yeah. the reason it's monk's cafe in philly there's some kind of relationship between the people that run monk's cafe and russian river and they will always have plenty of the elder there <laughs> And I'm not sure. I'm not sure the reason for that, but I'll, I appreciate it. Um, oh, this this is an audio podcast, sir. Yeah, um, yeah that was a good Cafe, good audio joke that I just did. Yeah. Monk's Cafe also makes you know a delightful. I don't remember what in the hell it was, but I've had it in a can before. The stuff from Monk's Cafe, and it's really good. Yeah, it's a it's like a Belgian red, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, Flanders, some sort of bullshit. I don't know. That's exactly what it is. It's a Flanders red. Thank you. Yeah, oh, um, I remember way too much stuff considering it's been years since I had that. Yeah. Hold on, I'm having way too many IPAs. I'm gonna go visit the little boys' room. Have at it. Heavy on the P in the IPA. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I just, I just want to keep this podcast horny, Matt. So. <laughs> hey, just so you know, what's that? 
after the stinger in this episode, that's going to happen. I'm cutting that and putting it after the stinger. <laughs> this is very good. I enjoy this one a lot. Yeah, I'm having fun. Um, I am going to just rinse my grill. Uh, rinse. Okay. Fuck oh, me. fuck you. Fuck me. I'm going to rinse my glass. All right. I'm going to go hit the little boys room too then. All by myself Don't want to be all by myself They've left me, and there's nobody to talk but me. I don't know if Matt's going to keep this, but I'm going to talk anyways. So this guy, this Matt guy, every time I've run into him. All right, so, yeah, McKenneth is back. We're... We're, we're going to talk about Matt behind his back. I don't know if he's keeping any of this, but <laughs> I think all by myself for like a bar and a half. Oh, yeah. Not really good about. Excellent. Uh, now, now we're going to talk about Matt behind his back, which I also feel really good about. Yeah, he's just kind of a big dumb shit, isn't he? I, I think that it wasn't the exact words I was going to go for, but I think accurate nonetheless. I hear crank- um, the, the word lummox comes to mind. Lummox is a great word, by the way. It's got really pleasant consonants in it, but punctuated by that hard X. Yeah. And I feel like there's not enough words that, you know, make full use of the X. Yeah. And I think it's also, there's very few, there's a lot of words that are evocative of what the word really means. Yes. Like you, you hear a word and it's just like, oh, that's what that means. Yeah, when you hear the word lummox, you think of somebody, you think of a, you know, a person of sloth and one that, you know, you know, has no definition in the world. And you, you think lummox, lummox sounds sloth-like. Yeah, and it's probably a person like with, you know, a, a graying beard and uh, <laughs> plastic frame glasses and some sort of, some sort hair of that's just a little too short on the side. Yeah. Oh, hi, Matt. Welcome back. I got it when you were saying lummox. I didn't even need the description. <laughs> <coughs> You're not the first one to call me that. Just for that, I almost guarantee you're going to leave in my two bars that I sang of all by myself on the recording. Oh, I'm going to have so much after after Stinger. <laughs> f- Party foul. Read that can, boy. Hold on. I got to finish the second fiddle. What the hell? Oh, I'm just getting it ready. Listen, I understand that I am supposed to drink this straight from the can. I well, We're going to talk about it. We have to talk about this. This is a debate. Come on. This, the, yes. No, I am just pouring it. I am not drinking it yet. I'm letting it breathe. Hmm. John Kimmich vehemently disagrees with you. 
Yeah, well, okay, but Lando Calrissian says Millennium Falcon, and Han Solo calls it the Millennium Falcon, you know, to each their own. Mm. One of them owns it, though. <laughs> and one of them used to own it. So the, the other one is an interloper at this point. I'm also going to pour it out, so I'm, I'm more being oppositional just for the sake of being oppositional. No, that, yeah. yeah. No, I, I understand I'm supposed to drink it from the can, but I, I contend that you get so much more from a beer when you pour it. So as we finish, before we get into, I'd say, the star of the show. Um, oh, I don't know that we've actually jumped back in yet. Oh, yeah, no, no I don't think we've stopped. I think from the time that you and I started discussing, I, I assume we're continuing. Yeah, I mean, even if I'm not at, yeah. The, the rules are, if, if Matt's not in the room, the only thing people should be asking is, where's Matt? So I think we restarted when I started singing, and I flummoxed for a minute until the lummox joined the room. Um, I don't know. Here we are, everybody. Getting... It's, it's flummox and the lummox. No, now we're, we're getting a little too close to Dr. Seuss. <laughs> flummox and the lummox. In the W-R-Q-R. W-R-Q-R. I went to school for radio, boys. Let's finish second fiddle because second fiddle. Second time having it, I had one while I was camping. You know what? In comparison to the Lush, I didn't like it as much. I think it is more indicative of the style, but it doesn't quite have the depth that I was hoping for. In retrospect. Like I said, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as the Lush, but I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt that that has something to do with it being a month old. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I'm yeah. withholding judgment. I am going to rate it on Untapped. It is going to have a lower score than Lush. But if I get another one, I, I am more than willing to raise that that score uh, based on freshness. I've certainly had it in the past, and by and large, Fiddlehead is a rock-solid Vermont brewery. You know, I've had yeah. a lot of great things there, so I, I I think they're very strong. This is not my favorite time I've had it. Yeah, no, I, I would say that it's it's a solid beer, and it's it's definitely you know indicative of the style. Is it the best I've ever had of the style? No, but, no, it, but it definitely this is this is Yuri Geller on Johnny Carson. Uh, it's not feeling strong tonight. Right, exactly. Is that a reference just for me? Yes, that that is that is way too much YouTube at uh, three in the morning watching clips of James Randi uh, just dunking on people that say they have psychic powers. What what a what a great person he is. He really is awesome. Such a true eccentric, but I, I just love everything about him that his true dedication to to making these people look like the charlatans that they are. <laughs> but I, I love the way that he does it in such like this, this casual way of like, okay, so there's a, there's a person who says that they can see auras emanating from the top of someone's head. Okay. Let's put 12 people behind uh, a wall. You tell me which person was behind which board and they get none of them right. And it's like, okay, well maybe you'll do better next time. <laughs> Like, with just an, a subtext of, you're a fucking asshole. Like, liar. 
a rich, a rich subtext, to be fair. Yeah. Yes. Stripping subtext. I, I would call him amazing to be. I, I think that's I think it's a good design, uh, designation for him. Absolutely. Yes. I just know I wouldn't ever want to eat breakfast with Yuri Geller. <laughs> Look at what I've done with this spoon. God damn it, I was eating my Cheerios, you asshole. My favorite one, though, is uh, he's trying to get somebody, he, he's trying to, you know, psychically see what they've drawn on a piece of paper. So he turns around and he covers his eyes, but then he turns back around and just watches the person draw it. It's like... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so from one savant to another yeah we'll, we'll head into head. john kimmich's heady topper head. <laughs> now as we said before it does say a drink from the can so i, I feel like for those of us that still have it in the can we should probably take one sip absolutely right? all right now this this is a truly iconic can at this point. This we're we're going to talk about this, and I think reverentially for a reason. Now I'm going to take my step. I, I I got the drinks oh. from my can that I poured out. Well, yeah, that's yeah that you know, part of the reason you're not. It's supposed the to concentrate that that stays behind. Heady Topper was the was the line beer was the number one beer on beer advocate for years on end this was the unattainable this was the travel around the world this was the beer of beers for what almost five years straight yeah i saw it in a beer store once it was a can that was sitting on top of a cooler it had not been refrigerated in who knows how long Let's play a game. How much do you think they were trying to sell that can for? $34. Higher. What? No shit. Yes, sir. Wow. $50. It was a $45 can of Heady Topper. It was probably about five years ago. Um, And it was sitting on top of their cooler. It wasn't refrigerated at all. Um, And yeah, $45 for one can of Heady. In the midst of, of that summer where it was like heady madness. So how was it, man? Um, <laughs> you want to know what? should have been refrigerated. Um, no, it was actually the, the following summer that um, our, our, our previous guest, James, uh, showed up at, at the, the space in, in Wolfboro with a cooler full of ridiculous goodies, including the heady topper focal banger and metal, um, which by the way, those are my first three beers into this like new craft beer experience. That was, that was my Holy Trinity. He started me with a trillium metal. Oh, wow. Gave me a, gave me a focal banger and then a heady. And now I co-host a, a beer podcast. So I'm right there with you, buddy. I mean, when I was, like like I mentioned earlier, when I was starting to jump into things, I had some bad influencers in my life. And um, <laughs> now I was my I had Hetty Topper at I believe it was at now this was at the old Joe Bean Coffee Roasters on University. And you know, they were serving beer at the time. 
And I think somebody who was in there, I forget who it was specifically, uh, for, you know, legal and ethical reasons. Exactly. Gave, you know, was able to provide me with one at reasonable cost. And I think it, it blew my mind with how much flavor it had and how how enjoyable the whole experience was. And it opened opened my mind to beer as a concept. Um, this, this, this specific beer blew my beer mind into wanting to learn more and wanting to go to so many different places. You know, that that's absolutely the same story with me. Like, um, I mean, I've told the story is my wife's one of my wife's best friends growing up. Her husband, uh, I forget if they were married at the time. No, they they were married at the time. Um, we went over to their house and he was just like, do you want a beer? And he handed me like a heady topper. Jesus. Uh, and, and at the time, you know, I, I was basically just a Sam Adams Boston lager guy. And I had had an IPA. I don't even remember what it was. And I thought it was gross. Um, but I, I tried heady topper and like you said it it opened my eyes to what an ipa could be and the the depth of uh character to the beer um and i mean that was one of a couple starting points uh for my you know craft journey uh, um <laughs> but he sent me home with like heady topper focal banger pappy's porter and something oh, else no. i i I didn't log it and untapped, so I don't remember what it was, but yeah, but that's real, real, real good shit. That's still amazing though. I mean, I think that's, that's a testament to the sharing part of this whole journey as well is like, I didn't know good from bad in beer at that point. And the fact that somebody was willing to share that with me still and allow me to try it changed my entire perspective. It changed my oh, entire yeah. perspective on things. And it's one of the things shortly after I started drinking, um, side, side note, my first full drink was the night of my bachelor party, um, which was a cocktail at good luck and Highland park, 12 year scotch. Um, wow. You started strong. Yeah. Those are my first two full drinks I'd ever had. And not that long after was was one of these. And it's I, I can only thank all the people that were nice enough to give me good stuff right away that continued my food snobbery into all the alcoholic drink realms from wine, oh, yeah. I mean, it, liquors to beer. It, it's not all that different from when your your big brother introduces you to like the clash or something. You know, it's like you you need yeah. that guide to, yeah. to introduce you to the cool shit. And that was kind of exactly what James did. Like I said, he showed up. He lives in Boston. He was on our, our previous show. So he lives in Boston and he just came up and it was on the tail of that summer where everybody was going in New England to get those craft beers. So it was he made a trip to Vermont and he came with um, it was Hetty Focal, a couple from Hill Farmstead. Right. Um, and Trillium. Um, and then he sent me home with whatever we didn't drink while we were there. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's a testament to the sharing quality of it. And, and I, I will never be able to pay it forward, but 
I mean, I do my best, McKenneth. Watch your front porch all the time. Um, <laughs> like a hawk. And by the way, I do have a birthday in two days. I'm just floating that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we work five minutes away from uh, AJ's, so. And yeah. we live five minutes away from K2, so, you know, what the hell. Yeah, I can I can roll down the hill from my house down Empire right to K2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a well, shame you can't roll back uphill on the way home. No, it's that's a lot the, harder. That's the problem right there. And and that's the wild thing. And and I mean, in our neighborhood, we actually kind of have we're we're spoiled. We have an embarrassment of riches just in, in our little neighborhood here because Jack Ryan's is a great little beer bar. Um I've never been in. Really? No. Oh, wait well. You know, once as my as my son says, once the yucky germ goes away, um, <laughs> maybe you and I can can run down to Jack Ryan's for a pint and we'll what? grab McKenneth. I was, oh, I was about to say, I see how the fuck it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you, you sir. You're not an afterthought, dude. You and I, you're a team. You and I are a team. Like if I'm oh. going, you're going. Oh, see, and then and then we invite our our, our illustrious guests like uh, like Chris. See, see, part of part of my oh. goal. I mean, this is this is an understood subtext. McKenneth knew this right away, and I think the rest of the anomaly crew understood this. <laughs> is that my true goal is to really take over all the podcasts that I guessed on in some form or another? Um, See, I, I also guessed it. Five. Yeah. See, I also guessed it on uh, anomaly, and and something happened to the recording, and I can't air quotes hard enough. Hey, mine so, came out really clearly. That's all I can say for sure. So here's the thing. McKenna's <laughs> episode of Anomaly Presents is the reason that I'm paying for Zencaster at this point. <laughs> I was so heartbroken when that died because that was one of my favorite episodes we ever did that I will happily pay, you know, $20 a month to make sure that never happens to another person again. Um, you can you can release my track. And it'll be real fucking weird. No, we're going to have you back to do Maximum Overdrive very, very soon. Um, But yeah, so yeah, there's that. There's L&M Lanes, by the way, has a, for for a bowling alley, has a a crazy tap list most days. If you can call Um, it a bowling alley. Exactly. It's, I mean, they are redoing the lanes, so. No, they, they can't redo those lanes. Yeah, Gary just bought all new lanes, so they're all brand new. Now I say that, I've lived in the neighborhood for like five years, and I haven't been in there since I moved to the neighborhood. So really? I can't, I can't say that with any actual, like any actual care about that they're doing it or not. That all place right. I only went to once is changing. I'm mad. So here's another thing we can do one night. We'll. We'll all go. I think Monday nights are the half price craft beer night. The three of us can go and hang out on L&M. I'll bring a portable microphone and we can just talk as we go through all of these places. I think that's awesome. Oh, and by the way, when when the world and my house is open to people visiting, um, you do need to come over and we can talk craft spirits. And I have some some real cool shit in the cabinet over here that needs to be tried by people that haven't dove into it quite as much as i have so see i only have conversations with people if they're recorded so (laughs) my 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 liquor cabinet is in a room with my entire podcast studio that i'm sitting in now 
Fair enough. I mean, it goes without saying that all conversations I have are recorded. So there we go. Maybe we'll do and security. <laughs> we will do it. Yeah. <laughs> For training <laughs> purposes and quality assurance. Yes. <laughs> all conversations with Stromy are recorded. Yeah. At some point, we'll do the the crossover episode with with George, and we'll do it the the shot in the beer episode, where, oh, where we'll all that. We're all hang out and, and do that. Yeah, oh, we can oh. we can release it in both streams and yeah. uh, it, it's Boilermaker. The you know, there you go. Let's call it Boilermaker. Oh, I go. like that. See, we can just all stop trying to do our own thing and just merge everything together. Yeah, why not? It would be no. better. <laughs> Very Cronenberg-esque. Right. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, I feel like we are the the the, the TGIF of the the alcohol world at this point. Like. <laughs> You know, Steve Urkel just shows up on on Perfect Strangers for no real reason. Well, or... no, let's let's stop for a second. I think in, in the world that we're talking, I think it's Stephen Urkel. True. Oh. What? It's it, he's what the Pilsners named after, right? All I can say is I was about to ask to if anybody had some cheese. You didn't. Need, <laughs> you didn't need to reiterate it, Matt. We got the joke the first time. We tried to hammer uh. it home. Can you give me a womp womp, please? Let me see. Well, let me see what I got. Can you, can you give me one of those? I'll, I'll give you. Hold on. That's better. Thank you so much. All right. I appreciate that. Now let's talk about the heady topper. We we let's, need let's around show. the bush. This is going to be such an extended goddamn episode. Let's talk about the heady topper. We're here, and I'm drinking. I drank it out of the can. I'm drinking out of my fancy alchemist glass. And it's fantastic. It's still fantastic after all these years. This is still one of my top favorite beers. It's very good. It is probably... So this is the third time I've had it. Third time's a charm. It's never been bad, but this is another level. Had you had mediocre experiences before? Nope. They were all great. And this is even better. I love to hear that. (laughs) Now, the weird thing that I'm tasting now... In back to back with the other ones, I'm tasting like raw sweet corn husk, like raw sweet corn silk in mm-hmm. the aroma and in the flavor. But it's the kind of sweetness that's super balanced. It's kind of the cross between the other two. The first one was so fruity. The second one was almost it wasn't very sweet at all. And the sweet balance in this with the little bit of malt, and this is what Matt was referring to earlier, that it has some English-style malt to it, kind of all merges together with that little bit of sweetness, and what's most prominent is the body. This is rich without being as a converted vegan. The fact that you don't have to worry about it having fucking lactose in it, just like every other modern beer. See, uh, see, it's it's too bad you're vegan and not vegetarian, because man, like you can enjoy some good shit with lactose in it. I may ignore it occasionally to have some of those fancy ass beers, but you know, <laughs> I, I, try to see, I feel like that's not. I feel like that's not copping out if you're not a vegan for moral reasons. I am. I, I'm not. Oh well, it shit. It is moral reasons, and it's for health reasons too. But yeah, I, I I'm not. I'm going to ask most of the time, like I was at other half on my way back from vacation 
actually the same weekend that the Dream Ale came out, but I dropped in on the way back to try the chicken truck that was outside. <laughs> and I say that as a vegan because I was getting a sandwich for my wife so she could try it so I could tell them that they were right or wrong. Um, By the way, just to put a pin in that and just go back to Scott Pilgrim for a second, chicken isn't vegan. Um, <laughs> that is my favorite part of that movie. He's so good. Brandon Routh, by the way, is... He's a treasure. He is. I don't he, feel like he gets enough He's been done dirty. He's not yeah. a great Superman, though. He was a really... I, I, this is what I'll say, is I think that he did a very good job with what he was given. Right. That's fair. Yeah, I, I feel like if you're going to have a Superman and Superman lifts shit, that's pretty much the best one you're going to get. But that that whole movie is just Superman lifts shit. I do I do appreciate that he didn't have um, a CGI removed mustache in that movie. So <laughs> oh, I, I think Jesus. that's a big positive for Brandon Routh. Yeah. Um, I, I, the last episode that was released was the one with uh, Blackbeard Nerd. Um, and I probably just stumbled over that pretty quickly. The, the, the those words because I'm drunk. Um. <laughs> Me too. But Justice League is <laughs> is the reason I have that uh, that rule for myself where I'm no longer required to see DC movies because yeah. that was a piece of shit. Um, I'm gonna throw this out there, boys. Uh, Zack Snyder, not a must see director. Yeah, but I mean, to for me, like <laughs> that movie makes me concerned about Joss Whedon as a director as well. If you're brought in to basically finish somebody else's movie, maybe don't make it your own movie, which is completely different from the movie that was already half filmed. Maybe don't make bootleg Avengers out of it. Well, it also really depends on how much you care about eight packs on people who are carrying spears and wearing loincloths. If that's really your thing, you may be a big Zack Snyder fan. It's hard to say. Fair point. Fair point. If you like men wearing a lot of baby oil, <laughs> you might be a Zack Snyder fan. You might be a Zack Snyder fan or a professional wrestling fan. How much then- can you enjoy Gerard Butler? Have <laughs> <laughs> you watched all three? Angel is fallen and. <laughs> oh, you mean Die Hard in the White House? You might be a Gerard Butler fan. I do love that first movie. I think it's delightfully terrible. This is the thing, though. It is exactly Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Down to the fake, we're going to kill all of the hostages to cover up our escape plot. Like, that movie, I can't believe that they did not get sued out of existence uh, by 20th Century Fox. Unless it was a 20... But was it was it a 20th Century Fox Die movie? Hard? Maybe that's how they got away with it. Die Hard, yes. Yeah. No, Die Hard, I know was, but was yeah. was Olympus has fallen? I, sure. I don't know. It's Who knows? it's a movie. I'm going to the Google machine because I'm drunk enough to care. He, cool. he did kill so many more people than Die Hard, though. To be fair, he didn't kill like John McClane didn't kill that many people in Die Hard. Um, Gerard Butler killed some sort of infinity amount of bad people in that movie. And I really, I did enjoy how many of the people decided to like die and get tortured inside the presidential bunker. 
and then also gave up all the information and it was everything was worthless in the whole movie and i really loved it it's so, so i'm sorry matthew i'm, I'm just going Go to ahead. interject here and say that that was distribute mm. universal try that one again universal? fuck me uh film district whoever the fuck that is oh come on who cares yeah. about them Exactly. That's like, why not, 20th Century Fox didn't go back for him. They're not Lionsgate. They're not. Um, uh, what, what's the discount horror movie company? Uh, Blumhouse. Um, yeah, Blumhouse. Blumhouse. It's not Blumhouse. It's not Lionsgate. Who cares about that company? I don't care about them. I'm going to recuse myself from this conversation. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, one of us does a movie podcast. No. Oh. I really, one of us, I, I really, one need, of us has to program movies for for right. uh, an I really unnamed film festival to provide yeah. movies to me for the next anomaly film festival in 2022 because there won't be one in 2020 or 2021 because of the terrible coronavirus. There will be one in 2020. <laughs> Quote me on that. It's happening. I, I apologize am, for the South Park voices, but I'm any, two and a half, eight percent beers in, and I can't help at this point. <laughs> Anytime I don't have a microphone in front of me, I'm watching movies to make sure we have something good for Anomaly this year. However it's going to happen, we're going to have 10 kick-ass movies. Okay, so one, I will be there regardless. And two, whenever whenever you need to watch these movies and none of the people you're watching them with are willing to deal with you as a person, I will do that for you. (laughs) I will watch these terrible movies with you and love them. Well, thank you, dude. I, I am. I am here. Th- this is a shoot. This is a hundred percent truth. I am trying to chase after a movie that's called Hair Metal Shotgun Zombie Zombie Massacre. Don't be joking with my heart, please. I am one hundred percent. Like I say, that's a shoot. I'm, I'm a guy wearing a Mike, Ric Flair T-shirt right now. I can't lie about that shit. Mike, Does it star Brett Michaels? <laughs> no, you know who it stars is there. There are cameos from uh, Randy from Lamb of God, uh, Tom Araya from from Slayer is in it. Like oh all these God. metal dudes are in it, and so we'll, we'll probably put it in the show notes. If you if you watch the trailer for it, you're like, fuck yes, I need to see this movie right now. Now, by the way, uh, seeing Slayer live, I'm going to tell you about seeing Slayer live. By the way, um, my wife is a big fan of. My wife. My wife. My wife. I'm a big fan of the, I'd say, mid-90s, mid to late 90s alt metal stuff. So Marilyn Manson, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Rob Zombie, which, I, of course, I love because Rob Zombie is amazing. So we saw Rob Zombie in concert, but the act before them was Slayer. And we saw them in Pittsburgh, uh, which is a great place to see this show. Yeah, I saw them at Water Street uh, when I was in college. Wait, you saw Slayer at Water Street? No, I saw Rob Zombie at Water Street. Oh, Oh, okay. So Rob Zombie deserves a big stage because he does weird, crazy, giant puppet robot bullshit, and it's awesome. Yeah, we Um, we basically just got like, you know, the the clips from Russ Meyer porno movies on the screens to the side of him. Also great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You saw the Buxotics. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh, although i have to say uh going to college when i did go to college uh i was already aware of the booksonics because <laughs> that circulated uh the internet uh from 2004 to 2008 at some point I, I, shout out to al adamson yeah 
I listened to way too much guy talk radio in my you know earlier years, so I recall many discussions of the Bucksotics. It was a it was a traveling meme at the time on the show I listened to. Uh, yeah, it's um, a view to a thrill. I, I was gonna say I love the fucking narration in the trailer for for Mondo Topless. Oh, so good, Mondo it's Topless so choice. Very thing. European stewardesses <laughs> only at AIP. Oh man, oh Al Adamson God. rules. There's actually a really good Al Adamson documentary out there because that dude had a wild life that ended way too short. Um, don't don't say stuff like that. I don't need to know that. I don't need to know that there's tragedy behind all this. I know there was, but you didn't need to tell me that. Where- yeah, how many of his dogs died, Matt? <laughs> countless so here's the thing we live in a world where roger corman is still walking around so we're fine but well aip live that's all that really matters exactly that dude is a national treasure and yeah needs to be on a postage stamp before he dies yeah he's amazing yeah Um, him and uh uh fucking trauma guy lloyd kaufman lloyd's the one yeah, that, that is a great YouTube channel, by the way. If you're not uh, following Troma's uh, YouTube channel, like, first of all, most of their movies are just available for free on it. And mm-hmm. the little uh, movie contests that they do, like, you know, uh, one to two minute Troma movies uh, that people put out, those are great. Okay, so I'm, I, I just tried to type something into Google, and it was really really misspelled um which this is what happens when you have three beers above eight percent i was trying to type in and find out a specific trauma movie um which is one of the worst movies i have ever seen Uh, try me it's guys night of the chicken okay yeah all right truly one of the worst movies i've ever seen Um, now i will say uh, someone local is in that movie well, and it's it was filmed in Buffalo, yeah. if I remember. A friend of ours, actually. Who who was? Uh, John Shalia. Oh, you know what? I I did I did know that. Yeah, Shalia yeah. was in that movie as an extra. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think Chris Thompson told me about that too. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's um, so I'm going to do a 180. Uh, speaking of Hetty Topper, uh, because this is technically a beer podcast, gentlemen. By the way. Wait, what? Uh, I'm just saying. Um, Shit. Let, let's talk about Heidi Topper, which is still amazing uh, in 2020, even though it's not the number one rated beer on all the services anymore. Now, I had to look that up when you said it. It is number five on um, Beer Advocate right really? now. Well, I'm, I'm really happy one. to hear that. Still top five. Number one is the Kentucky Brunch brand Stout. Fuck, I can't say that after three uh eight beers. It's, it's not Founders, um, is it? No, that's Topping Goliath. Or uh sorry, Toppling Goliath. All right, let's do the top five. Please give me the top five. You got it. Oh, hold so on. We've got it. Hold on. Number one on the top five. <laughs> Number one. Uh we've got with a bullet. Kentucky brunch brand stout from Toppling Goliath. Where? That is uh where are they? Decora, Iowa. Okay, thanks. Go ahead. So I was giving us a Kentucky beer. Try again. 
Now, I will say this. If you get the chance, because Toppling Goliath is around in distro. Their IPAs are, are around. Okay. They do Pseudo Su, King Su, Sun Warrior. If you get the chance, pick up Pseudo Su, because it's really, really good. Um, so when you see it, because I'm never going to remember that this discussion ever happened, if yeah, you tell me one, I will compensate you with really cool liquors. That's a deal. Um, because, by the way, the, the shot of gin you gave me before we did the, the Mind of Magnus, I still think about every now and again. I have no idea what it was. I got it for you. You can you can come here. Really? And you know what? I, I believe that you're generally a clean person and that yes. you can come into my house at some point in the near future or we can sit on the porch. That's how we get It's probably a mistake. All right. But well, we're going to do it anyways. Uh, but you can come sit on the porch yeah. and you can have fancy Japanese gin and barrel-aged chartreuse and some weird rums and all sorts of cool shit. That sounds cool good. Shit. I can vouch for my partner. Can he, can he come too? <sighs> Hold on a second. <sighs> I suppose he can. I was going to say, I, I've been... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been anywhere... <laughs> Since June sixteenth of twenty twenty, so that's right. He basically he has had a second kid, and he has been housebound since. All right, basically, so you're we're good. doing this this weekend. So fair. I have a porch. You can bring a camp chair. We're going to sit outside, and you're going to drink eccentric liqueurs. So we're happening. This is happening this weekend, and Pick. doing it. So this is going to be great. Pick a time. We'll be there. All right, done and done. So, so, so number two on number list. two. Three Floyds Brewing Company, who, by the way, has just gotten distribution in New York State. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see this one, but you will see Zombie Dust, which is their highly acclaimed IPA. Um, the Marshmallow Hanji is number two. Pastry stouts are so hot right now, and I don't know if I care. I, They're so same. hot right now. I don't <laughs> care. Number Funny th- you should say that. Number three, barrel-aged Abraxas from Perennial. Also, barrel-aged stout. It's not a pastry stout technically, but I've had a break before. It's yeah. it's delightful. I would never rank it quite that high. Number four, it's Hunapu. What? From, from Cigar City. Yeah, number four is Hunapu. What the hell is that? It is an Imperial Stout, double barrel aged from Cigar City. That's the one that has the whole like festival around it in in Tampa every year. Oh, so it's a legend. Like it, right. Like, is it Asian? Anything interesting, or is it just double bourbon? No, it's just double bourbon. Who cares? I, I'm I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm being. Cares. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm two. So, I'm two and a half. I'm two and a half double IPAs in on a. On a weekday. <laughs> let, let me revise, and I apologize if you have to be to work in the morning. Um, <laughs> stout aged on Peruvian cacao nibs, ancho and pasilla chilies, cinnamon, Madagascar, vanilla, aged in apple brandy and rum barrels before being blended together. All right. I care more now. I'm just going to jump in and say that that's probably not for me. The, uh, the 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 chilies are, are what's making me think. That. Yeah. That's... Now, now what? Hold on. Let's let's stop for a second. Now, where I'm going to take this on a tangent away from beer, unlike every other time, which, by the way, I'm just going to bring it up now. Every other time I've been in a podcast with with Matt, I've brought things back on track versus taking them away. 
Can you confirm this? That is accurate. You are uh, a, a better host than I am okay, by far. So let, let's just stop um, there and let's continue. So, <laughs> just just so I can give you the bona fides there, show me. Um, um, so I'm going to take it off track for a second. Pancho and Pasillas are delightful chilies. They're sure. awesome in moles. They're awesome in other, you know, rehydrated sauces, mostly moles. Um, but, and I just hit my microphone side to side. Um, but I can see why you don't like them in a beer. Because they are, they are even though they're fruity, the spice doesn't always make things better. No, for me, it's not so much a problem with the, uh, the spiciness. I actually enjoy uh, spiciness. Like, for me, w- when I order chicken wings, if I'm getting them for myself, I-, I basically dare whoever I'm ordering from to make them as hot as they can. Mm. Like, if I'm not seeing through time, it's not hot enough. <laughs> I just don't enjoy the taste of a pepper. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure, like, I can't really describe the quality of a pepper that I don't enjoy. Um, but there's something, to, uh, you know, Matt has said that I have a baby mouth. He's an asshole. But um, I don't know. There's just... <laughs> that's, that's well established. I think we've already right. established that in this episode in many right. different ways. There, there's well, just something... I do two podcasts. People are aware. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just something about the, the actual taste of a pepper as opposed to the heat of it. Mm. Uh, that, that rubs me the wrong way personally. No, it's interesting. And that, I think that's fair because all those, you know, Abraxas and this, you know, we're talking about these pepper forward beers. Sure. It's not for everybody. And that's, I think that's completely reasonable. No. And, and I'm, I'm man enough to say that it's not like, you know, a, a problem with the beer. It, 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 it's a me problem. Um, but I mean, you know, like, uh, I've had stuff from Rohrbach uh, and and Stone, like the the Chacabesa is the one that I keep coming back to all the time. Classic. I fucking hated that beer. Yeah. I love Chacabesa. And for me, it's ju- it, it was great, except for that pepper taste. I could not get past that. It was so gross to me. I finished the bottle, um, but it it was a f- very close thing. Like I I came within a hair's breadth of of just dumping that out i could not stomach that thing it, it was just the 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 most vile thing i've tasted other than the one that i actually did dump out which was a, a new belgium uh fat tire belgian sour white. yeah, yeah. um uh, by the way guys talk about talk amongst yourselves for a minute i have to uh walk away for a moment well well that's got a pp yeah that's fine we're 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 gonna so basically we're gonna wrap up this whole show. Um, yep. Don't be done when I get back. Wait away. Chris is my new co-host, by the way. <laughs> I mean, that, again, like I said, that was my goal with any show I go on is that. I mean, really, it's it's a matter of how much time is it going to take for me to usurp the power away from the yeah, host, one of the hosts at least. Yeah, I mean that that was my actual goal when I was on uh, Anomaly, and I, I feel like you know I just uh, ground Matt into the dirt too hard, and that's why there was a quote unquote Zoom recording problem because mm. um, I, I just upstaged him to the point of you know he he had to he had to lose that recording. Um, <laughs> but so next, 
next time we do, next time there is an anomaly film festival, and hopefully it is in 2020, not to cross promote too much. But hopefully it isn't. Listen, I cross to promote the shit out of their podcast. <laughs> I have yet to see a retweet of our tweets. That's all I'm saying. I've done it multiple <laughs> times. Multiple. No, I'm just, I'm just saying for anomaly, like the, uh, you know, the. Oh uh, yeah, that's. I'm not going to call anyone specific out. <laughs> like that's embarrassing. I, I, you know, not anybody specific who's not currently present in this podcast. Yeah. You know, somebody who might have access to that social media account, you know, right. we're not somebody naming names could possibly retweet things, you know, on a slightly more popular podcast, but not necessarily one that's won the last four straight best podcast in Rochester awards, which if I turn if I turn my camera to the side, you can oh, see Jesus. three of them on the wall. I didn't even mount the last one because it just doesn't. It's just happened so frequently. At, at, at a certain point, it becomes tacky. <laughs> <laughs> coming for you, man. And to be I'm honest, coming. I don't make enough episodes I, I, to really deserve to win anymore. And if I win again this year, it's not really deserved. I'm going to be honest. It's not really deserved if I win again this year. Well, I, um, I, can, t- I can say for a certainty that this podcast has received at least one vote for the best in Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing about the ballot you can put in like as many write-ins as you like and then they're on the runoff yeah um last year you were up against what was it derby rocks and then two other that i've never really heard of well so, and now now paul go paul Guglielmo got fired from he got fired from uh you know uh from my heart radio i mean he quit technically but I'm gonna i was gonna say he got, did, he got fired or did he quit no he's i know he no he, yeah. he went to start his own company which i'm gonna go visit his place next week and paul's one of my good buddies but you know he started his own podcast and he's significantly more po- he has significantly more listens than i ever get but if i end up winning again this year it's not because i've put in enough effort to do so it's because the restaurants know who i am and they vote for me like that's that's what it comes down to. It's not that I actually deserve to win anymore, if I'm being completely honest. So Matt, we've got to get the breweries yeah. to start voting for us. So how do we how do we make this happen? I don't know. Will just started his today, so we're fucked. Basically, no, we are we are that's we not are a podcast. That's right. He's he's on, on on Facebook, and I am going to reach out to him to see if he wants to come on our goofy little thing. If he comes on. I need to come on so I can record it too because he's been, hasn't been on in a while. <laughs> Can I tell you, I, I've talked to him twice. Oh, um, the first t- times. Yeah. We, I'm never in the same place as he is. So like the first time we, we were introduced because I was hanging out with Jake, it was at the, the South Wedge Beer Fest there. The, yeah. the real beer Tapping fest. One, yeah. Yeah. Tapping Mallet one, which is always awesome. And I oh, can't wait to amazing. get McKenneth there. Uh, by the way, um, side note, um, the most drunk I've ever gotten without actually throwing up was at the real beer festival. I know. That's when we met. Is that when we met the first time? Yes. No shit. <laughs> I don't remember any of that because I was bouncing around so happy and eating dried beef hamburgers from McCann's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just having such a lark of a time. It was great. Yeah, that was the night. It was um, it was me and my brother and Jake. And Jake happened to stop you in the, in the street and he introduced <laughs> you and I. And neither of us really remembered it. No. Yeah, because I was with my, my buddy James, who was on the, the show before. Okay. Um, and, and James was completely blacked out at that point. He doesn't remember going to Zeb, Zeb's afterwards. Oh, God. Um, 
you but yeah, people go like, there sober. <laughs> no, that that was the key. Like, yeah. I mean, if it was five years ago, I'd go to the Zeb sober. Yeah, this was not five years ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was because Carrie was with you, right? Your wife was with you that night or no? Uh, she she doesn't go to these things because yeah. she knows the situation. Yeah. Um, she, so, someone was driving you home. <laughs> yeah, well, no, she may have driven me home, but she wasn't hanging out with me. No, yeah. So, so we ran in, into each other on Gregory Street, just like a block up from where it kind of ended and we all stood there in the street and you and I hit it off and uh, neither of us really remembered each other for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's for, <laughs> for the best. Yeah, exactly. Cause neither of us were in the, the best shape in the world. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty typical for the real, real beer festival. And every yeah. time I've gone there, I've had the, the blessing of being part of the, um, you know, the pre-entry part where, you know, people aren't there. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for next time. When, when you and I go blue, we're, we're buying the VIP so we can get in before everybody else. So what you Sounds really need to do, to by the way, is get, you know, let somebody know that you should just show up and then yeah. you don't have to buy that thing. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying it's it is much better when you show up even before the VIPs show up. Not not that yeah. I've done this a couple times before. But if you show up before the VIP show up, it's even better. Well, what I'm figuring is I, I'm 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 totally going to drop your name and try to to, to leverage. I'm going to try to get Will and Joe in here and try to get <laughs> get that happening too. So I just don't have to worry about it. Yeah, we we need people with some some clout around town so we can get some you know. Oh, yeah, Stormy, you're you're just our first step in our, our world domination. You start uh, starting to step up the ladder. You started at the bottom rungs. <laughs> And now, now, you're, now you're moving your way up. Yeah, we're, we're Drake. No, we're... It, it's all... I don't lyrics from that song, McKenna, but I can only recite, recite one of the lyrics. Um, Is it the, bottom now, the chorus or the hook? Yeah, that's... We're just the part that was in Broad City. team's here, and I'm going to stop right there. Perfect. I can't continue from that point on in the song. Um... <laughs> Um, because of, you know, obviously general, oh my God, I just spilled my beer. Oh, oh. Uh, it wasn't a lot of spill. I hit it on the side because I'm too. Give, give me that foghorn, Ben. Uh, ben. Ben. What the fuck? Lock. What the fuck was that? I'm, I'm licking it off. Uh, slower. Wow. Uh. So, slower, slower. Yeah, uh, Fuck you. I was saying to Matt earlier. Way, I, I'm trying to keep this the horniest beer podcast in Rochester. Is this going to be a two-hour episode? By the way, because this is lingering for almost for damn five. near. We're creeping up to one thirty-eight. So I figure after everything is said and done, we'll be at like one fifteen. <laughs> um, I do expect you to cut my cut my singing into something. By the way. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Like I said, there, there's two like, you know, because I love the Marvel movies so much. Uh, there's going to be two. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be two after stinger parts where there's going to be something make, that McKenna said and then you're singing after that. Good. Um, so, yeah. so speaking of um, speaking of Hetty Topper, um, I just finished the entire can and I have to say um, still fucking fantastic. Uh, absolutely is well worth being one of the highest regarded beers in the world it's amazingly consistent 
it's still fantastic. Um, if I had the ability to go to the actual brewery or had the gall to go to the actual brewery, I would have done it. Um, it's amazing. If you see a can show up in Rochester, buy it at the restaurant. If you see it at AJ's, buy it at AJ's. Buy it anywhere in Rochester you see it. It is. It has the legacy of changing the game of IPAs while still being a fantastic beer today. It, it really is great. Um, and it has made me uncomfortable to the point where I will be right back because few <laughs> things are happening. All right. So now, now that, now that McKenna is taking it's, it's my turn off, let's talk shit about him. Let's do that. This is my goal, by the way. Anytime anybody's off the off the headphones, <laughs> I'm talking shit because this is I don't it's talk just shit divide much, But when I'm three eight percent sixteen ounce beers in, talking shit is really what I have. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> and I, I apologize in advance. Um, before you listen back, I apologize about the Lummox remarks because it doesn't really represent you as a person. Oh, it's fine. It's just, you know, the term Lummox is amazingly resilient over time, and I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So I had to use it. It's just, I mean, you were the unfortunate recipient, although not not really deservedly so. I know who I am. Don't worry. <laughs> I get it. Woo! If the word Lummox didn't run through my own head every day, I wouldn't be mad at it. So, yeah. That, don't worry. Um, um but yeah, so, so yeah, this is this is what we've been doing. Yeah, so I mean, let let's be honest. Hetty Topper is it's not as modern as a lot of the beers that we're currently enjoying at this point. Absolutely not. It has it has a certain amount of age to it. It is it was the hype. It was the hypest beer of almost a five year period, and that's a great thing. Other than like Cantillon, but even so, like, so one was European. It didn't have the hype that Hetty had. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like Hetty is the the beer that launched the current craft beer craze. If you really step back and look at it, like that's where line culture started. That's where like you know the the, the hype beer started. That's where the 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 you know tickers started. That's where the whole thing it did. And I think, it, yeah. I think deservedly so. And I think it holds up even with, you know, the friendliest lactose, New England style, super fruity, you know, adulterated and, IPAs of today. I think it holds and up. And that's, I think the best compliment we can give to it is that even after all the changes that beer culture has gone through, that it's still, I think it still holds up today as being a truly great beer even in 2020 it absolutely does I, I i know i made the reference at the beginning of the episode and i'll, I'll do it again um heady topper is the stooges to yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's all circular right like if nothing else i learned from dan Harmon that everything is a circle um but all right all right all right heady topper is the perfect in between from the old school Western, uh, the the West Coast IPAs, to what you have now, which are are kind of the, you know, uh, the the New England IPAs, or we talked about the last episode, the Western New York IPAs, like 
they kind of created that beer culture where people looked at stuff and went, oh yeah, no, we can make changes to this. We can update this. We can evolve this further to see where it goes. Um, yeah, and, I mean, and it, for- it, it doesn't have to taste like pine salt. It can taste like apricot. It can taste like uh, pineapple, like, you know, whatever citrus fruit you care to make it taste like or, or you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And by the way, my favorite, one of my favorite pizzas I've ever made was a rosemary and pineapple pizza. And it, it you really deserve is. to go to jail. <laughs> no, this was, this was rehydrated dried pineapple and Italian rosemary ham. This wasn't canned pineapple bullshit. This was delightful. So don't, don't fuck with me, McKenna. I'm three beers in, so I can use curse words at this point. By the way, if you go it's through about the podcast, time. my cursing has gone up dramatically from the beginning <laughs> till now. Can't confirm. I, I, I've made mental notes. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and you know what? I will give you 100% credit for that. I, I get shit all the time for enjoying a, a, a pineapple pizza. So, yeah, that, that rosemary and pineapple sounds now, phenomenal. Your, but to be fair, your garbage taste doesn't apply to my refined <laughs> pineapple pizza creations. You, you um, motherfuckers are, are, are pizza criminals. There, there are three or four tops things that belong on a goddamn pizza. And I will tell you for a fact that pineapple and is not one of them. Let's count them up, it, Kenneth. Let's go. Let's do it. A red sauce of some sort. Mm. Cheese. Okay. Pepperoni, sausage, or meatballs. Okay, so one, let's let's stop for a second. Um, let me clarify your position. Um one, <laughs> one you're an American white, and this is this is your position. Oh shit, I am. <laughs> well, um no, when it comes to peace and nerdery, um, I think I, I'm not gonna get the right reference, but uh, throw me at nobody to fuck with um, when it comes to pizza and nerdery. Um, now, I have very specific pizza and nerdery specifications, but I appreciate your dedication to garbage pizza. It sounds like it suits you very well, um, and I'm okay with that. I think it, I think it, it's, it's a good thing to have. Um, I'm looking forward tomorrow, by the way, after I after I meander my way through a day of work tomorrow, um, which is going to be really tenuous. Um, Good fucking luck. uh, It's going to be tenuous. I'm going to find my way. There's two pizza pop-ups happening tomorrow night. And by the way, Matt, if you need a pizza tomorrow night, I will find one and deliver it to your house. McKenneth, I don't know where you live, so I can't deliver one to your house. I'm like, I'm like five minutes uh, around the corner from. All right. I was gonna say I'll get one there if that would, that's what well, needs perhaps, to happen. Perhaps if, if you guys need a pizza tomorrow night, I'm gonna find my way. There's a couple pizza pop up happening tomorrow. I'm gonna find my way to them. We'll talk pizza another time. And if you want to listen to Pizza Nerdery, you should join me on the Food About Town podcast, which is one best podcast the last four it, it, years. Four. It's not your fucking plug time, Chris. Hold on, four, four. You years. get plugs at the end of the show. <laughs> well, it's been great, Stromy. You well, have a great night. We're right at the end of the podcast. All right, so, all right, because because nobody else here knows how to run the show other than me. 
I'm going to close out the rest of the show as the host of this host of the beer review. I don't, I don't appreciate this mutiny. So I don't appreciate a, it. It's note. a coup d'etat of epic proportions. So I'm going to talk over everybody else because this is my show now. Um, so, <laughs> is, this, is this beer review the podcast or is this the beer review podcast? I mean, that's just the title. Uh, this like, is the title. We, we don't like to pay attention to the title. So this is the beer review podcast because beer reviewed podcast doesn't make any sense. Um, so let's talk about Henny Copper. Um, Henny Copper, number five ranked beer in the world. Um, do you think it holds up to that ranking? Matt, do you think it holds up to that ranking in your perspective today? As fifth best? Yeah. No, I don't. Right. I think that's completely fair. It is not a modern. I think it holds up as a picture of what it was at the time, and it continues to be a great beer. McKenneth, your thoughts. Um, I have had five better beers from one brewery in town. Oh, shit. So but that being said, it is a very good beer. Um, but then again, like uh, 2018 in uh, Zimmergy magazine, the number one beer that year was Hardedale magazine. Zimmergy magic magazine. That is the home brewers uh, kind of trade paperback. OK, magazine. thank you. That's thank like you, contributor. Okay. McKenna, please continue. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for 2018, the number one beer. Uh, in that magazine, Beer of the Year was Two Hearted Ale. It's a very good beer, but it is not the best beer. Um, so, I, I, basically, my take on this is Hetty was number two, by the way. What's that? Hetty was number two. Mm, uh, Hetty's better than than Two Hearted. Uh, it all boils down to personal preference. Yeah. Um, you, you know, whether it's beer, whether it's pizza, whether it's burgers, uh, you know, anything, it, it boils down to personal preference. That's why at, at the root of it, its its core, the root of its core. Yeah, I, I've had a percent. percent beers. I'm talking. Uh, stop, stop diverting. Let's yeah. go. Um, <laughs> criticism Somebody wants of, to go to bed. Um, <laughs> criticism of of subjective experiences are flawed in general. Wow. I, I sound like I've smoked like seven pounds of pot. Um, Jesus Christ. All you can do is do the best at describing your experience with a thing. Uh, you know, no matter what it is, a movie, a, a food, a, a drink, whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, for me, like I was saying before, I, I've had five beers from Mortalis that are all better than a heady topper, but you know, I, I don't have the most refined palate in the universe. God knows I've got a fucking baby mouth, but <laughs> you <Hell> know, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the heady topper, it, it has some complexity to it, but it doesn't have that Willy Wonka level of complexity that, a uh, Neapolitan milkshake stout had uh, two years ago when I drank that at Mortalis, where it's like, okay, I took a sip of this and now I'm drink, uh, I'm tasting coffee and 
a couple seconds later, some chocolate. And then like seven seconds later, I'm tasting berries and vanilla and all this shit. Like, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. It, it, there's, it, I, I'm sure that there's people who are reviewing these things for national magazines that haven't tried shit. You can't yeah. know that something is necessarily better until you have tried everything. And, and that's part of the reason that we do this podcast and, you know, the, the sort of unofficial, tagline of this podcast you know just between me and matt at this point is is try everything um because you know until you've tried everything you can't really say that one thing is better than another thing um i mean i guess you can say that you know a heady topper is better than any given Roush beer. <laughs> right. well, or, think- or any given roush beer I, yeah, i'm just gonna I, throw that out there i think it's also a really interesting point because I think we also have to look at it as a picture in time because this was for a long period of time. This was the revolutionary beer. Yeah. Yeah. This is a a beer that, that launched a thousand breweries. Like this is what really kind of kicked off the, 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 the brewery explosion. Right. But it's, it's the 2001, a space odyssey of beers. At the time, it was really revolutionary. Yeah. And then they put out Star Trek, the motion picture, and now who gives a shit? And also Starship Troopers, I mean. Which, by the way, one of the great Antifa movies of all time. Um, Absolutely. But let me say my part. Um, Rising Storm, which is in Livonia. Uh, Stromy, I don't know if you've made it out there yet. I have not. Probably. Uh, But I will say, right now... um, if you go to AJ's, they have a beer called Money Green Leather, Leather Love Seat. Um, Can you say that word after three double IPAs, by the way? Uh, money Green Leather Love Seat. Wow. There you go. Good dick. Yeah, right? I went to school for this shit. Um, <laughs> and- you went to school for podcasting drunk? <laughs> That's a very yes. specific major. You've done terrible, terrible things with your degree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me throw this out there. I went to Fredonia. Where is the lie? Um, so, but it's the next evolution from Hetty Topper. Like there, there's a lot yeah. more sweetness to it. There's a lot more maltiness to it. You still get that, that, hoppy note but uh, our, our friend james who i i, I had a can that I, I picked up at, at rising storm while he was in town and sent home with him he drank it and said oh yeah no this is on the level of alchemist focal banger or heady topper and that's happening in livonia 45 minutes away yeah like i i think that's i think that's a really interesting point because it was such a touchstone at the moment Yes, And I, I, I see it in that lens because I think the general taste, tastes evolve. You know, they right. aren't what they used to be because if you go back 15 years, if you threw a heady topper at somebody, they'd say, what in the hell is this? This doesn't mark as beer today. And right. if you look at it now, heady topper seems old. Right. And I think it's, it's interesting to see. Be, that's why we classify them. That's why we classify things. That's why we classify things in beer. That's why we classify things in pizza. That's why we classify things in other things because they have their own individual 
styles because if we try to say this is if we try to say that Hetty Topper compares to a fruit added, you know, Mai Tai IPA with, you know, tons of added actual pineapple and New Zealand hops, it can't compare to that. It doesn't live in the same world. Well, no. yeah, and I mean, you can't compare a heady topper to like a, a fruited sour. They're they're two completely different things. It's it's the, you know, it's the apples and oranges thing. Yeah, like you know, you're you're tilting at windmills if you're trying to say that uh, one beer that is the, you know, uh, what would you call it the 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 definition of its style. Yeah. Great. Compare that to another beer that's the definition of its style. It makes no sense to try and do that. No, I think it's I think it's exemplary for what it is. It's not right. trying to be it's not trying to be Mortalis. Like Mortalis may be no. the bleeding edge of what IPAs are today. It may be the bleeding edge of what all these things are today. Um but it's not trying to be that. It's trying to be exactly what it is. And the fact that it is currently accomplishing what it's always tried to be, and as far as I'm concerned, still holding up as a as the prototypical version of the game changer that it was, I think it holds up. I think it really holds up. And if you in if you try it for the excuse me, if you try it for the first time today you can see the past and see the future at the exact same time. A hundred percent. And I think that's it, why it makes it, that's why it's still great. I, I agree with that completely. That, that is 100% the value of it. I think it is still like a, a world, world-class beer. Um, and it, like I say, it, it, it's the beer that launched a million breweries. Like yeah. it, they're, they're, it, it's like saying that Sergeant Peppers is a bad record. No, it, it's one of the greatest greatest records of all time or like the the first velvet underground record like everybody said you know like anybody that bought that record started a band and that's why we have so much music afterward is that anybody that bought that first velvet underground records started a band and start and and kind of like moved music forward i i think that's the same thing with heady topper anybody that had heady topper went oh shit let's move this forward and that's why we have the craft beer culture we have today and i think for that i, I think that would really put it in that that fifth place world overall in the world status you know i I think that does make it an all-timer um with that said yeah i i I don't don't, (laughs) with that said yeah let's just stop there and let's not continue the conversation with that exactly i think sure I i think it has its own legacy but right. if you're if you're a student of the modern IPA, if you're a student of the you know pastry stout, if you're a student of the lactose infused fruited IPAs, it's not in the same league. It doesn't exist in the same world. So don't and try to compare it to that. No. Accept it for what it is and that it continues to be great on its own right. That's my perspective on it. Absolutely, it's it's Led's up. Exactly. Hey, no, nothing wrong with that. They changed they changed the game, but they're continuing to kill it today with that same style. And if you go for it, 
especially if you're if you're relatively new to beer and you've jumped in at the jumped in at the Mortalis and other half level, to take that half step back and try it and enjoy it the way it is, you're gonna see why those things exist today. They exist because of yeah. Heavy Topper. They wouldn't yeah, exist if it weren't for Heady Topper. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say it better than that. So well, I mean, I, obviously, I because I am the host of the um, beer reviewed podcast here in Rochester. So, I mean, I think we should close <sighs> out because it's reached that time of the evening. Um, so, so Matt, where can they find you on social media? Because Jesus you know they Christ. don't know because you haven't been on here that much. God damn! <laughs> so we are at Beer Review Journal on Twitter. Okay. We are. I uh, am at Dreaded Matt. What BRJ? What what do you got? Beer reviewed JNL on Twitter because uh, of the fifteen character <laughs> limit. Uh, Thank you for beer reviewed journal. Sorry, what was I, that? I do the editing. He does the social media. This is how the partnership works. <laughs> exactly at beer reviewed JNL on Twitter at beer reviewed journal on Instagram. Uh, I am at McKenneth Blue on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he is at Dreaded Matt on Instagram and Twitter. We don't have a Facebook because, you know, fuck Mark Zuckerberg, even though he owns Instagram. Um, And and, and is the host of the beer reviewed podcast. Um, My name is Chris Lindstrom and you can find me also at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the food about town podcast. Uh, on all of the no, you're you're supposed to grow our audience, Chris. Oh, so, <laughs> so one you can find me on the Food About Town podcast on all of your favorite podcast apps, but also you know my my real pet project is the beer reviewed journal, which you can find in all of your favorite podcast apps. Not on video because God forbid that you'd see any of our terrible faces. Yeah, um, you don't want that. But you really should. No, subscribe. no. I've listened to all the episodes. And um, now, now, Chris, should they should they like, share and subscribe? I mean, I would recommend that they like, share and subscribe. Absolutely. Um, I smash that like button. Yeah. I mean, I personally have listened to all of the Beer Review Journal episodes and uh, to actually take a half step back. I'm really enjoying what both um, Matt and McKenneth are doing here. Uh, I think they're bringing a new perspective to our local beer scene. And being able to distribute it around on the podcast apps, or they're doing a really good job on talking about both Buffalo, Rochester, and general beer discussion. So I would mind, highly recommend mind, mind subscribing the to the podcast. Mind the stepchildren's, Chris. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you so much for listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchmore <laughs> Podcast Network, which is also the home for the fine Anomaly podcast, which I have also been a guest on. On the Donald themed episode, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to say this: Stromy is actually our first guy that that that's run the trifecta because there are currently three shows on the the Lunchador Podcast Network. There is Mind of Magnus, there is Anomaly Presents, <laughs> and there is Beer Review Journal. And Stromy has been on all three. So, so he somebody like, somebody on this show almost hit the the two out of three. Right is all I'm going to say. Before you got canceled. something happened right. in Zoom. Before right. you got canceled, obviously. Right. Um, so when so, we when we create the next episode, next show in the Lunch at Our Podcast Network, I will be guest number one. By the way, I demand. So this is to you. I'm going to point. You can't see this in the podcast, but I'm pointing at Matt directly. Hold on. 
right there. I'm pointing at Matt directly. I demand to be guest number one on the next show on the network because okay, I, I at this point I really have no choice but to demand that because I'm also you now hosting the Beer Review Journal. So everybody, thanks so much for listening. Please follow us on all of the finest social medias, also the Food About Town podcast. But whatever, that's not that's a side <laughs> note because this is my current jam. Not to mention In Good Spirits. Yeah, not to mention In Good Spirits. My good friend George Catello on YouTube and podcasts. So you should subscribe subscribe to that as well because we talk all things spirits. I also sampled, by the way, I sampled 63 separate spirits on Sunday afternoon, Sunday during the day. And it's still like a six with a three in front of, uh, behind it. What's that? Like a like a three with a six in front of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in a six hours. Jesus. Yeah, that's a long day. We'll talk about that once we're stopped recording. But anyways, so everybody, thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And thanks to my guests, um, (laughs) joining me on the Beer Reviewed podcast. Everybody, have a good day. Yeah, I I, I can't end the show any better than that, but I'm going to (laughs) try. From the Beer Reviewed Journal, I'm McKenneth Blue. I'm Matt Knotts. And I'm and you know what? I think <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you do you wanna do you wanna clean one, Chris? Oh no, I think you should close it out really. I'm I'm gonna give you that honor. I, I was just gonna say, I, I, I think I have a new tagline for the podcast. Oh please. Uh from from the beer reviewed journal, try everything except Roush beers. <laughs> try everything but Roush beers. Good day. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio! Chris, I had so much fun meeting you. <laughs> I, I really, I really hope you guys enjoyed that because I'm.